people, it's a misconception that that the youth follow me or yeah. teens. It's not. They all grew up and they stayed with me, but the youth now have no idea who I am. And so you have these now leaders like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if we got able to speak? And I don't travel um, to speak unless it's I know them personally or if it's like something huge. But I do do Zoom firesides often. Mm-hmm. And and the last several, actually all of them this year, they would ask like, how many of you know who she is? And not one hand will go up. And then uh, any of the ones that I would do in person, the people that would stand in line to get a picture of me, they will say 100% of the time, my mom loves you. So I'm going to take this and send it to my mom. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, an early recorded episode uh, with my friend Al Fox Caraway. And the way that this uh, this episode came about is uh, I was sitting around yesterday and I was like, you know, who I haven't talked to in a while. I haven't talked to my friend Al. So, uh, I, yeah, so great I should... life decisions. It's like 430 in the morning over there. <laughs> listen, listen, I do what this I want. This is the first time I've opened my mouth for the day. Same here. Great. Same here. Great. And I, lo- I love that your message is like, is this going to be by video? And I'm like, don't worry about it. And you're like, oh, yeah, haven't yeah. haven't gotten dressed yet. Yeah. Fine. Well, I'm wearing yesterday's clothes. Does that make love you feel it. better? No, no, it no, doesn't feel make great. you feel better. I, f- I feel great. Elated. Yep. Elated to be here. Good. Good. I'm glad to have you. You know, you are my you are my funnest friend and you don't <laughs> even know it. I, you were my very first interview I had ever done in my life. Yeah. Did you know that? No, I did yes. not know that. This is over nine years ago. I, I remember you were like on the temple to, or on your way to the temple to meet your now husband or something like that. You're like, I'm going on I this was, date and I'm yeah, not sure it's going to work out. I was in my car in his driveway waiting to get out of the car to grab him. Yeah. Yeah, we mm-hmm. weren't. And we've been married for over nine years now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you don't even know how you are my funnest friend. You just know that you are my funnest friend. You, oh, oh yeah, I'll you, you are fun because you come with games, and you didn't even <laughs> and you didn't even know that. Wh- whenever, whenever I see you in social media, there are several games that I play with you, and you don't even know this. This is an interaction oh, that we have. So I see that you share a post, right? And my first thought in this game, and by the way, if you don't know who Al Fox Caraway is, it began with. Uh, Tattooed Borman, is that what that book was called? The yeah, it started with a blog post. Yeah, it like started 10 with a blog post. Because someone years was mean to her in a cafe Rio, and I was like, Oh, they will not do that to my Al Fox <laughs> at the time. And then uh, an interview, and then a, a thousand books later, uh we're where we're at today, which is part I've, which is part of the game. Still around. Which I am is, painfully still around. It's part of the game. So the first game that I play whenever you post, and I'm not kidding. Every every time that I see the algorithm pops it up for me, I go in my mind. The game is: Do I know where Al lives right now? And I have to think. <laughs> I have to think. Okay, <laughs> it, is she in Arizona? No. Let me think about this. Now, the last time I read about where she, no, she's in New York. Oh no, I saw her oh. in some fall pictures. I know she's in a bookstore in the Southwest. <laughs> and so it it literally can be a, a you know a five to 25 minute game that i play where yes. i i refuse to look at other posts that you've made that would indicate Just exactly where you are but i'm like we move a lot yeah yeah we do. And this is the this is the longest we've ever lived somewhere and we actually just came up on 2 years so it seems pretty monumental but we would move three different places within a year just cuz yeah. we wanted to yeah. cuz well, why not Ben and well, i we have the same uh, outlook as decision making, we both are kind of like a why wouldn't we do that yeah, kind of yeah. people? Like, yeah, why not? Why wouldn't I mean, we? <laughs> it doesn't make financial sense or like life direction sense, but you no. know what? Uh I, I remember in, in indication of one of the moves, you're like, Yeah, God told me to, so we're gone. And I just was like, yeah. Man, I don't know that that I could just kind of do that. But <clears throat> I don't know s- why that translates to a lot of moving, but uh, <laughs> yeah, God, uh, yeah, well, if he wants me to do it, sure, why? Yeah, yeah why that's always moving, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. But but New- two years here, we're upstate upstate New York. Yes, I knew it. Good. Yeah. See? And <laughs> I was like, I, I think it's still New York. Uh, yeah. Got, so this you- is where I was born and raised here in Rochester, New York. And coincidentally, 
I live on the same street I grew up on. My my old childhood house is a few houses down. Wild. I hope you know this. What? There are no such thing as coincidences. What? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? What? I wrote a letter I'm putting in the mail because I don't know these people and I've never seen them there. Okay. I'm mailing it to my old house yes. down the street. And, and I'm is gonna, it, all is it going to say, we're watching you and then I want, no return address? <laughs> does it? I mean, it can't. It can't just be me. You have dreams of your childhood house. Uh-huh. I just want to go in my childhood house. I just want to go in it. I'm going to ask oh, them yeah. if I could go in their house. And yeah. I got to leave my number. I'll keep you updated if they respond or not. You totally. That's amazing. Why would I don't want to. I, I would feel comfortable going to the door and knocking, but I don't want to throw them for a loop with like a messy house. You know what sure, I mean? Sure, so sure, I'm going to sure. write a letter. I'm going to sure. mail it to them and sure. I'm going to leave my phone number. Hopefully I can see my childhood house. And the people <laughs> that live in your house are like, what is this? Something what came in this? the mail. Yes. With, there's a stamp on this. And yeah. <laughs> and did you handwrite it or did you type it? Oh, it's written. Handwritten. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. Cursive or? Yeah. I tried to do as much detail so they knew that I wasn't going to like kill them. Like there was a red shag carpet up there. There used to be an apple tree. Like this is uh-huh. what your home looks like. Oh, Everybody- okay. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you were like, hey, and is that crickety old step into the attic? You didn't, you didn't do that kind of <laughs> step, did you? <laughs> well, I think no. Well. Oh. It sounds like you did, like red carpet. Well, I told like, them, yeah, I told them what the inside like looked like so they knew that I really lived there. This is like know. 30 years ago. Yeah. No. Mm. We'll see. I think we'll I might see. have just led with like, hey, I'm a good person who wants to see this, not like, and we used to hide small children just, in the basement, right? Yes, I, under yeah. the stair. How how long did it take Anyways. you to uh, cut out all the newspaper and magazine articles to write the letter? Did that take a long time? <laughs> no, I've been saving them along the way. Oh, good, good. <laughs> Anytime I have an article in anything, I like to cut out a few of the main headline letters. Uh, the other game that I like to play whenever I see you on social media, and, and this really is Is true. Who Hates Me Now? No. Oh, oh, I mean, I guess that's sort of related. Um, But I go... The game that and and everyone needs to know that I tease whom I love more than those that if I just mildly stand <laughs> you, I don't tease you. But the game really is why is Al crying? And I try and like when I see it. I oh, can, and no, it's so funny is I literally never cry. But if I do, it's like big enough to I want to tell people. Yeah. But I'm like, it's hard for me to cry. And that actually would bother some old some people that I used to date. It sure. bothered them that I wouldn't cry that often because it felt like I don't I don't care. So it's funny that you say that because I don't cry that often. Yeah. But if I do, like, I'm going to tell you about it. I yeah. guess. Yeah. But the <laughs> the game is fun for me because I'm like, this is obviously a live or a story or a reel where Al is crying. So in my mind, before I watch it, I go. First question, are these tears of joy? And if so. <laughs> You know, what of the thousand books that she's put out this year is this about? I think that, which is a compliment. And I know I'm just giving you a hard time, but we'll get into that, I'm sure. But I go, okay, are these tears of joy? Uh, are these tears of frustration? Is this, you know, uh, something, you know. Do I do it that often, mate? Those no. are the ones that just surface a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. guess. Mo- is momhood Algorithm likes me yeah. upset. Sure. Or did someone hurt my owl? And that's the point where I start to, you know, I get my unofficial Al Fox Caraway uh, fan club and we get our pitchforks, our, oh, yeah. our our cyber pitchforks and our cyber torches. And we take to the Internet and go, who hurt you? You tell us that's who hurt funny. you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, those are two games that I play whenever I go, OK, what's going on? Oh, great and fun. And, well, and <laughs> where mostly- where is she and why is she crying? <laughs> yeah. Which is also whenever I come home from work and I find my wife, I'm like, okay, where is she and why is she crying? <laughs> so it's just an interaction with life. It's goes. so funny because I really don't, I really don't cry that often. But, but yeah, I mean, I write about, I'm going to, I'm very transparent. So if it happens, but people just see that stuff more, I guess. Yep. The algorithm loves pain, loves tears. <laughs> Happy tears. Yeah. In fact, cry a bunch in this. So if the video ever surfaces, the people here, are like, if you need a screenshot for a thumbnail. Okay, here we go. Got it. All right, done. 
so so let me ask you, because uh, the the book jokes uh, are are sort of real. You've written like a yeah. hundred books this year alone. Yeah, I read a lot of books. Yeah, I had three books come out in three months, like just barely. My newest one came out uh, like two weeks ago. Let Let's start at the first and go to the third. Tell me what the, the first, first that came year. out this year was uh-huh. uh, my first children's book. It's called My Dear Little One. And, you know, it was just I'm just a, I'm a writer. And so whether I post it or not, which most times I don't, I'm just always writing. And so my daughter was turning my youngest was turning two at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she's three now. And I wanted just to write her what I thought was most important as a birthday gift. I made her. Oh, her own little mini book that I did my mm-hmm. own just for her birthday. And then my parents who my whole family, they're like, they're, they don't really believe in much religion, especially not this one, but, it, and so anyways, they all read it, including hold on, my dad. Hold on, and, hold on, hold on, hold on. I love that. They don't really believe in, in much religion, especially no. not this one, which I get right. it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, and I mean, it's a faith base. I mean, yeah, it's threaded throughout this whole thing that I wrote her and all of my family, they cried, they mm. cried. And I'm telling you, when I say us New Yorkers, we don't cry yeah. often. Yeah. I promise we're not big, but they all cried. I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna, maybe there's something to this. And so I sent it to my publishers and they published it and we found this phenomenal, um, illustrator. She lives She's in the Ukraine and, um, it was wild when she was doing it right across the street had gotten bombed and we didn't hear from her for two weeks. It was like super wild timing. She did an amazing job, but, and so it ended up doing just, I could not, I could not believe how well it did. I was number one in like nine different categories on Amazon for weeks. Like I held it down. I beat out Jimmy Fallon's new release. Like it just went wild. And so I went on a tour out in the West coast for that. And I wasn't planning on it, but it's just done so well. And then just a few days ago, we were allowed to release a customized version where you can make your own avatar and your child or whoever can be your own main character of it. So that was pretty exciting. Um, That's pretty cool. So when you say that, if I'm understanding correctly, cause I, I sort of looked, poked around at that. Like I can, I could have it be a, a like you a, can make a, it look like you, like a red, a little redheaded, pale kid. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and you can choose like lots of different things, not just mm-hmm. like a little redheaded, pale kid or a, a blonde headed, <laughs> pale kid. It can be like any sort of kid. So the kids any can see themselves yes. in the, in exactly. The any That's different awesome. hair, hair style, hair length, hair, uh, skin color, eye color. You could even have purple hair. Like we made it super versatile. You can make it as whimsical or as realistic as you want. Did you have to ask your daughter's permission to publish it or did you talk to her about it? Because it's was my two year old. <laughs> yeah. Cause you okay, hold on. I think that's a valid question because no. this was something that you wrote for her that was special for her. And then you're like other people like this and this is going to pay for your college. And it then, will not pay for my groceries. Are you joking? <laughs> you you don't make Jim, money off books. You beat out Jimmy Fallon and it won't even pay for groceries. I actually won't see a single cent of it until six months after a book is released. So okay. I actually don't know. But no, the way royalties works is you make nothing. You make yeah. nothing. Anything <laughs> I've ever made on books has been grocery money. Yeah. I don't know why people have this misconception that I have like all this money. I'm like, no, no, I, we're uh, we're I, living uh, real well under uh, unemployment. We're not. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna recreate think. the uh, con uh, the contractual scene between Al and the um, the people who uh, <laughs> contracted her book. Uh, I'm gonna write a number here. Hold on, let me give it a blank piece of paper. I'm gonna write a number down here on this piece of paper. This is worth being a Patreon saint to the cultural <laughs> hall right here because of this video. I'm gonna go ahead and write this number down, and uh, I I want you to consider this for how much we're going to pay you for yes. the uh, book. And yes. you're like, huh, is there any way that you could pay me a little bit more? And they're like, this is, this is our final offer. Here's a, here's a sneak peek. People don't, uh, people don't understand so much about book publishing. Um, <laughs> but the, so any royalties that I would make, it's not off the sticker price sure. of the book. It's like, it's off of a wholesale that your publishers sell to any, distributor bookstore and so i'm actually making like 15 percent 
off like $4. Uh (laughs) And so it really, I mean, I tell people all the time, like you can write a book. Sure. Anyone can, but don't, don't expect anything from it. Do it because you you really care about the project, which is kind of fun because my newest one that came out, um, I wrote that kids one in like one sitting. It was something that I just was able to do knowing it was just for my daughter at the time. But then I just cannonballed in. Like I set my alarm at four in the morning every day for nine months. And I would go to bed past midnight and I'd wake up a few hours later for nine months. I did that every day and I wrote a book on the Bible. Okay. And, and it's super funny because it's like, oh man, everyone loved that kid's book. People feel, uh, people, (laughs) people are more easy to invest in a child than they are themselves or more invest in something that you can read in one sitting than sit down and start something that would take you more than one sitting. And so I spent like 20 minutes on one and it's just like, I could not fathom how well it did. And then yeah, nine months of just like this hardcore grind. I was speaking to rabbis, like all of this stuff and it'll do fine. Yeah. It'll just do fine. Yeah. <laughs> but I do it because it's something that my soul just really wanted to do. What What was the, the second book? Because there we talked kids book and the latest one's about the New Testament. And I want to get back the, to the that. second one is look unto him. This is something that I co-authored with. So there is a really awesome painter, Eva Timothy. I'm sure you've mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard of her, or at least would recognize their, her work if you saw it. Um, and she wanted to make a hardbound book of her work, of her paintings and stuff, but she didn't want it to just be that. And so she reached out to um John, by the way. Anthony Sweat, um, Hank Smith. Who are those uh, Jody, people? Jody Moore and, and I don't myself. know any of these people. <laughs> and we but all I do wrote know like Al Fox. Seven. <laughs> we all wrote like um like seven essays to go with these paintings that are just so so good. So that was more of a contributing book, but yeah, I have a whole bunch of um, biblical essays in that as well. And you know, I get asked. I I wonder. <laughs> I I don't know. I think. So many, so many people don't like me, but all the people that I've seen that don't like me, um, they still call me Al Fox. And so I know that they're, they've been around for a really long time. Sure. And, and I can think of a lot of reasons why people don't like me, but, um, but I, I do, I feel like I can at least say, like, I don't talk about myself. (laughs) Like I'm not writing books about myself. And then the other day I went and (laughs) like, I, I, feel like I've been able to stick around for over 10 years is because I'm not just talking about myself. I feel like I could talk about, yeah, the, I dissected the whole new Testament. Like I could. And so for me, I spent a lot of years trying to tell people like I can speak. Sure. I love speaking, but I'm not, you're not getting a conversion story out of me. Like I'm going to tell you, about yeah like doctrine of jesus back in biblical times like that's what you're gonna get from me mm-hmm. and so and so yeah so i spent a lot of focused time to be like yes absolutely i will talk it'll be great i'll have a lot of fun i'm funny you're gonna laugh mm-hmm. but but also i'm not you're not gonna get my conversion like i haven't said that in in years so so, so tell me your conversion no i'm just joking. I wouldn't, I can't, I don't want to. It's like you, sir, if if someone served a mission, you're like, fine, but that was 30 years ago. I've done so much more since then. Like I have so many other stories. I've lived and struggled so much more since then. Like that's an irrelevant story to me now. Yep. Although I will say the reason why I call you Al Fox Caraway is because uh, when you're not around, when we're not speaking face to face each other, I just call you the tattooed Mormon. And so I oh, have great. to remember. love that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's longevity. You're that's, an OG, though. That's you know how long funny? I've known you. That's how but long you know I've known funny? you for. Uh, I'm generational now. The youth have no idea who I am. They have no idea. Is that true? Is that true? Yes, it's true. People, it's a misconception that that the youth follow me or yeah. teens. It's not. They all grew up and they stayed with me, but the youth now have no idea who I am. And so you have these now leaders like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be awesome if we got able to speak? And Mm -hmm. I don't travel um, to speak unless it's, I know them personally, or if it's like something huge, but I do do Zoom firesides often. Mm -hmm. And, and the last several, actually all of them this year, they would ask like, how many of you know who she is? And not one hand will go up. And then, uh, any of the ones that I would do in person, 
the people that would stand in line to get a picture of me, they will say 100% of the time, my mom loves you. So I'm going to take this and send it to my mom. But they have no idea. You know, I'll get these leaders saying, you spoke to me at my girls camp when I was a young woman. Mm -hmm. And now they have two kids. But I've been speaking for 12 years, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, the youth, they have they have no idea who I am. Well, and, and and I feel like you know that that's going to be become the case when you start calling them the youth. I don't call <laughs> the youth the youth because I hear that and I go, what? Who? Why? Why do I call them the youth when people in my ward, which by the way, I'm the youngest by like forty years for another adventure, <laughs> they're like the youth, and I'm like, are you guys counting me in the youth? Uh, yeah. like, am I the youth? Is that is there what this is? Who? Who? Uh, let me ask you this: Do you know is who is the owl? Fox Carraway, the tattooed Mormon of the youth today. Is there, oh, do you I don't know, know that person? You don't know who that is? I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't do, I don't follow people online. I don't do, I really, I just, I really stick to my own little corner here in New York. Yeah, uh, we're we're recording this early because of dance lessons. I think there's a soccer game today. Hockey. Uh, hockey. hockey. My oldest daughter, uh, she's eight. She is just this incredible hockey player. She and just she, creams these boys. Yeah, she's it, good. She gloves off. She is she gloves off she, muscle the guy she, yet? She, no, not yet. Uh, but, she will. But I hope you're prepared oh, for it. Oh, she'll she'll come at you full force and she'll she'll show you no mercy and she'll slide you all across the ice. Yeah. She's good. Yeah. And then off the ice, she's just like, yeah. No, she's good. I don't yeah. know where she got it from. Yeah, yeah. so we have I, I have to, yeah, we go to dance and then we do hockey. And then I actually I volunteer at a hospice house, and so I have that Ooh. after hockey. Why would you do that? That is hard. I mean, I get it. You're a good person. And that's the difference <laughs> between you and I. But that that hospice is like the hardest thing ever. You know, I, I thought that also growing up and actually my number one fear is death. I, I, I can't wrap my brain around it. I struggle with it. And then, yeah, I work it. I, I volunteer for their four hour shifts that I do. And I do them four times a week. And I work at hospice. It's right up the road. Um, it's a hundred percent volunteer based. So when I'm there, I'm the only one there. There's no nurses. And so oh my they gosh. really, yeah, they really trained me how to do everything. Yeah. Nebulizers. Um, yeah. Diapers. I do a lot of diapers, um, do all of their medications. I do, I do anything that someone on hospice would need and it's just me. And I, I don't know. I really love it. We just, I just had, um, my first resident passed away Ugh. yesterday and I was there on their last night alive. How, how is that? Cause that like, I am, I am one who, if I allow myself, this is horrible, but if I allow myself, like if I don't like keep an eye, keep an ear, keep a feeling thermometer on it, like <laughs> I can very quickly be like, you're going to die. Like, that's the thing that I think in my mind when I'm just like with my very healthy wife or like I'm walking my dog and I'm like, when you die, I'm going to be very upset. And then I can quickly be like, he's going to die today or I can't move. This person is going to die. Like we did know he was going to die. Yeah. There's actually when I went in for like paperwork and stuff, they give you a printout and a a, 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 you know, a regular one sheet of paper of signs of death and how far Mm. away they are. And one of the signs of they're right there about to die is they start pulling at their clothes, their, their gowns. They try to like rip them off. And I mean, in my mind, I read that paper Ben and I were talking about it, but like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? (laughs) And then I was there and you see it happen. And no, I mean, it just, it just is what it is. And you know, I just, I just, anything I've ever done, I just want to be there to make someone a little bit better in whatever capacity. And I just felt so happy to be there to, to see it and to, you know, otherwise, you know, you know, I don't know. And, you know, I just like, (laughs) I do a lot of things, you know, I was just asked like, oh my gosh, isn't it so awesome that you're able to like, how does it feel, you know, with these books and your children's books doing so well. And then, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I feel just as excited about that as I am to be a PTA mom. And I feel just as excited I am than I am a hockey mom and, and a hospice volunteer. Like it's all, it's all just the same for me because if it wasn't, I wouldn't be pursuing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'm, I'm so stubborn with my own life. I love myself so much 
that if it was wasn't something that makes me feel filled, like I just won't invest in it. So then that way, anything else, like, I mean, so any, anything that happens with it, I'm just, uh, I'm just elated. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you a question about that? So many people that do stuff like that, do it for too long. You know, they're like, this yeah. was a great idea. And I should have put this down seven years ago, <laughs> six months ago. I should have ended this. How do you know when it, how, two questions. How do you know when it's time for you to stop something, whatever that something is? in your life and then how do you have the courage to step into that instead of being like i'm the hospice lady i always will be the hospice lady you know count on me all this you know you know what i'm saying yeah every i don't i don't live for other people so i don't hold on to anyone's expectations yeah for decision making i know you do that i want to know how you do that (laughs) i don't care about anyone else if i cared about what other people think i would have left it tattooed mormon post 12 years ago Mm mm-hmm if if other people had any bit of influence on me, then I would have left the church a hundred times older, over. But anything I've ever done has never been about other people. And it's never been about success as far as um, how other people receive it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I if it's something that I feel called to do, I'm just going to do it. And how other people receive it is it's it's almost in the weeds and so how i got there is absolutely having a self love first of all i don't think many people have gotten that first step because mm-hmm. if you can invest in yourself first and you're comfortable with yourself and you get to know yourself and you spend that time with yourself then what you go after and what you accept and the opportunities that you accept or reject are 100% based on self love but also I had and do it's um, I have to really spend a lot of conscious time to make sure that my relationship with God is, is still tangible. Mm-hmm. So then my uh, rule of thumb in life is if, if an idea comes to me more than once, yeah, I'm going to do it. Absolutely. I, I'm going to do it. And so God has become tangible to me. So if an idea comes back more than once, I trust him enough to be like, well, let's just see where it goes. Hey friends, Dan the Laptop Man from PC Laptops. As you know, there's been a huge video card shortage for computers. We have tons of NVIDIA and AMD video cards right now available with complete systems. Check us out right now at PCLaptops.com. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. I'm obviously doing things different than what I've been doing them 10 years ago. 10 years ago when I was single, I would literally go and speak every single day because I could and and I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I am almost too good at saying no. I am not a yes person. I will tell you to your face and I will be very (laughs) blunt about it and people will get hurt. (laughs) I work on it. It's just the New Yorker in me. Like if I don't want to do something like 
I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But but I also know and I know myself so well that if something feels a little off or, you know, like I understand very well that everything is in its season and seasons don't last forever. And so, I mean, obviously, I'm still doing things, but it's not what it looked like. And that's fine with, you know, it's not what it used to look like. And it's taken many forms. And I'm fine with that. I don't care. You know, it is what it is. I don't I don't know. Uh, I, I, uh, I, uh, two other things, then I'll let you to your day. I know you got to get ready for your dance lessons, your <laughs> dance classes today. I know this is everyone what we're probably, wearing to dance. I pro- do dance. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Probably everyone thinks My that it's dance. one of your kids. It's your dance classes. Uh, <laughs> she'll be, she's, she's making the big, uh, push for Broadway. That's why they're actually in mm-hmm. New York for people that oh, yeah. have no idea about geography and think <laughs> upstate New York is just like off the Island of Manhattan. Uh, why do you, why do you dress up and do the picture, the, uh, the thing once a month with the birthdays at the school, people that follow you at all see these just over the top, over the top, uh, costumes. I love it, but that just, that seems to me like at some point, uh, another one of those things where it's like, I gotta be done guys. I can't be a birthday no, cake this month do- <laughs> and a zebra next month. And a, no, you know. I love it. I love it so much. Um, how, did, how did it come about? And then. I don't even know what it's for. I just know that first, first, I, I, I like kids more than I like people my own age. (laughs) Sure. sure. That is where you and I are very different. (laughs) Um, I like my daughter, she's in third grade. I would rather hang out with her friends than go to a relief society activity at my ward. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, I, I don't, I won't do those things. (laughs) I just don't show up to them. Yeah. It's just, I'm just not going to, We'd really Do like it. you to come. Will there be kids there? Absolutely not. I'm out. I will. I mean, no, I just, I don't go to them. No. <laughs> and you know, it's super funny. It's like, if you were to see me in person or if anyone had met me, I, I, I love strangers. I love mm-hmm. people. Like if we're in an elevator, if you're next to me at the store, if we're passing each other at store, mm-hmm. I cannot not start a conversation with you. Sure. Like if you, if you are in any bit of my viewpoint, I am starting a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. I, I I love it. Um, but I'm also the most extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you were to live and go to my ward with me, like if you knew me, I'm actually like pretty quiet. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I charge at home. So if I don't need to be somewhere, like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna come. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just yeah. the most extroverted introvert, but something about elementary school kids uh like i they light my soul on fire and so anyways i'm i'm the head of the pta and oh, so you now wait a minute you did not tell me you are the pta president so that's what i'm saying i write books but i'm also like i do a lot of stuff with the you, school you didn't and tell I me i would have ca- i would have called you president caraway this whole time Okay, so so what they do, I've been doing this for two years now, is that anyone who has a birthday that month, they get a free book. Yeah. From the from the PTA. Happy birthday. Here's a yeah. book, kid. And do you so you chuck normally, it at him? In my heart of hearts. <laughs> in my heart of hearts, you throw Catch a book face. at them. <laughs> uh no, because I usually can't move because of these costumes. I'm a uh-huh. little immobilized with whatever I come up with. So, anyways, they were telling me about this a few years ago. Yeah, we just lay out books and you just read these names off and then they go in and they take a book. It should be super, super easy little mm-hmm. task they give me. Yep. But I'm like, wait, if it is their birthday, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should dress accordingly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my first time uh, I was just going to go in, I had this like ombre, it was orange to pink gown. And I attached balloons over the entire thing. And everyone saw this like they like gasp. I would walk down the hallways and they would just get whim of this gown with these balloons. Mm-hmm. But and so everyone's like, you have to do this every month. And I said, No, I can't, I'm not gonna do this. I'm gonna do something different. <laughs> I want a different reaction out of them. And so every single month for the past two years, I build, I hand build a new costume every month. And I show up to the elementary school in a new costume for these books that we give away for their birthdays so yeah two years i've been doing a new costume and i love it i love it that to me is like a big part of me people are like oh speaker book and i'm like yeah but also like birthday costumes really excited about that one let let me ask you this do you plan it out months in advance so like here we are middle of november like do you know december's costume 
And do you theme them along with the months? Like, is it some sort of? No, never. I was Santa Claus, a birthday Santa last month. And it's like, I don't, I don't want it to make sense. I would never do Santa in December. Okay. No, I want to, I want to come with the element of surprise and definitely confusion. If I can confuse them. Awesome. Sure. Uh, (laughs) No, I actually, you know, you're running a little low on ideas when you've been doing it for two years, but no, I don't know. So if people want to send, if people want to send you uh, suggestions of costumes they'd like to yeah. see you dress up as, they can yeah. uh, DM you yeah. on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, you yeah. can. My mind is racing with different suggestions that I, I would, would like love to, to hear. <laughs> see, this is look at my smile; it's just bigger. Yeah. I can't stop smiling. I love this idea. <laughs> now, 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 let me ask you: Are you? Um, and this question is leading, but it's intentional. Are you sort of like uh, the Muppet of costumes? Meaning, you know how, like, when you watch the Muppets as a kid, did you watch the Muppets as a kid? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so silly. But your parents also watched it and enjoyed it too. And you're like, wow, my parents <laughs> are sitting here and enjoying this with me as well. And you thought they just loved you. When in actuality, the Muppets are entertaining for adults as well. Is there a payoff for adults in your costumes? You know, um, I think this is the theme with my whole life. You either love me or you don't. <laughs> um. Uh, no, there's, I mean, no, I get in trouble every time I'm there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just, I get and people like, man, people crash my spirit so often, you know, because like, even though I look ridiculous, I'm not, my, my personality isn't over the top. Like right. I'm just sort of chill. I just look like an idiot, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean my whole life and I'm sure I'm not unique to this at all. My entire life I've been told I'm either too much of something or not enough of something yeah and so every time i do these books there's a different staff that will always say something to me <laughs> like but you know what anytime i ever do anything there will always be someone that says something about it but you know what metaphorically i'm going to show up in costume anyways <laughs> yeah the last question i want to ask you you're wearing a jesus's life uh sweatshirt and yeah. i know that you've done clothing over the the, the years is this something that you have produced and sold or is this something that you purchased from someone else i do have a clothing company called more jesus you know um i actually i actually (laughs) i feel like all the people that don't like me i feel like if they actually talked to me we would actually be really good friends (laughs) right Right. i actually i i actually get along i i don't know like all of my friends are people who are not in the church and and being a new yorker and being raised that way i i have um a different way of thinking of how I see what's going on in the world. And mm-hmm. um, I think people would be abs- uh, surprised with the things that I get upset about, like within the church, like mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, so last year, this is a long winded answer, but uh, over a year ago, I like, I was having a hard time and um, there's just so much hurt. My friends are hurting, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that, and that sucks. Like, how do you navigate that? And um, there's just like so much confusion um, and the complexities. And it's just, yeah, I, I don't know how to approach it all the time. And I don't know how to help others a lot of the time because it's just so layered. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The nothing is black and white to me. Like these are people's lives. Like I would never expect anyone to stay in anything that that doesn't make them feel filled or that's not healthy for them. And people don't like that answer from me. But so anyway, so uh, over a year and a half ago, I'm like, this sucks. Like people are hurting. People shouldn't be living like this. Like I, I don't know what to do. And I was like so heavy about it. Like it was all consuming. Like my countenance was so different over it. And after months of, of spending time at his feet, trying to figure out how to respond and and how to move forward. He had only responded in two words back to me. And that was more Jesus. And I, um, I kind of took that and magnified it. And I actually wrote a book on Jesus. That's how my new Testament book came was that response of more Jesus. And, you know, you probably won't know this, but when we did a Facebook live after general conference, a few sessions ago, Mm -hmm. that was like, um, something that super solidified what I feel called to do right now with like my existence. And I think you strategically uh, invited people who you knew would have different 
answers and reactions. Oh, how dare you? How dare you accuse me of something <laughs> that I 100% did? And, you know, and, you know, I knew what some of them were going to say. Uh-huh. And and I knew how some of them were going to feel just from the little bit that I knew. And they did. And and what my favorite part, I love this. I think about that experience all the time. And one of my favorite things is you finally ask someone, they're like, okay, well, what did you like about conference? Yeah. That's kind of the direction it had gone in. And you're like, all right, wait, wait, wait. So what did you like about it? And they responded, oh, I really like the one about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my favorite too. But, but so then I'm like, that's the answer. Like more Jesus is the answer. Like whether you want to leave behind Anything, if you want to reinvent and go in a different way, if you're no matter what you are feeling, no matter what you are doing, the answer will always be more Jesus because of that renewal and revival and then so much. And so I feel like, how can I bring people in and how can I how can I help them all I've ever wanted to do in any way, whether it's PTA or hospice or writing or social media, which I hate so much, but like. Um, how can I, how can I bring people in and help them when we all feel and view things so totally different? And the answer will always be more Jesus. And if I can help people understand his character a little more, like that is going to be an anchor to them, regardless of any kind of religion or, or none or none at all. And so, um, I took that phrase, I wrote a book around it to help people really understand um, Jesus in every single doctrinal, cultural, religious, Jewish, religious way. But then I also, yeah, I turned it into a clothing line called more Jesus and everything is Jesus. Um, you actually won't see me talk about men in suits at pulpits. I just haven't done it for years. And I don't know if people picked up on that or not. Um, but to me, like, there's missing steps in between before I get to the men in pulpits and suits and and all of that. To me, it's like, you know, it's understanding the character of God to even decide first if you even want to love and and serve him and and stay with him. You know what I mean? Because if we don't have that, like then everything else, it's like going to be too much. So, so yeah, I have a huge shift in my um, message and my focus and, it's been more Jesus. And so it's on Etsy. I have hoodies, I have shirts. Not It was just sort of a personal reminder to me, mostly. I just do things for me, mostly. I mean, in hopes to help other people. But yeah, uh, yeah, I just, anything I do now is completely shift to understanding the character of him and not. Like, I didn't even talk about general conference. Like, it's just not, that's not where my heart is right now. I just feel like Jesus should be where we really spend most of our time right now. The uh, I want to tell people that uh, the links to the various books that uh, we talked about and also the Etsy shop, all of those things will be in the show notes if people want to check them out or purchase them. Uh, know that when you purchase a book, one-tenth of every thousand dollars that gets spent gets sent to uh, <laughs> Al, so you will give Just her Just picture me dime. here crying! <laughs> She'd like to... Six months from now, be able to pay the heat bill. And that's a thousand percent (laughs) you, whether or not you purchase those things. Um, You know, we always ask everyone the the three questions that uh, when they step into the cultural hall, it's been a bit since we've asked them of you. So I'll ask them of you. The first question is, is do you have a calling right now? If so, what is it? Yeah, I well, I'm in upstate New York, so we have to have multiple callings. But I have a North American Northeast calling. Um, and every other week I hop on a zoom call with area 70 and sometimes stake presidents and talk about, um, messaging, um, and marketing. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do we like it's that a, calling? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, you just hop on a zoom call and you hear from area 70 every week. <laughs> okay. Okay. I feel uh, a little irrelevant in those conversations most of the time. So it's like, I don't know why I'm here, but yeah, the things that I do do has been good. And yeah. then I teach the youth Sunday school. When you say youth, youth, define youth for me. Teenagers. Okay. Yeah. So that's what the I do. Under, too. The under 18 teenagers. Yeah, that's what I do too. Yeah. It's hard. 
It's, it's so hard. hard. I haven't gotten set apart yet, so I haven't even had to do it. They are like, "Hey, do you want to get set apart?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm not gonna be." Here and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the yeah. only one because uh, our ward here, um, it's like ninety something percent recent converts, mm. um, which is we don't awesome. Have, yeah, it is. But also, they they also get baptized on their own. Like people mm-hmm. aren't coming in in big families, right? So our ward, it's just single single people that have all come in through missionaries. And then the families that are there are there temporarily for a medical school that's super close by. But like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's all just single people that are recent converts. And so, um, and it's smaller, obviously. So we all do double duty. Yeah. Uh, if you could pick a calling for yourself, either one that exists or make one up, what would you pick? Oh, the greeter. I would want Walmart style. Yeah. Like stand in the doorway. When I was in Provo, that was my calling. We were like the 200 and something ward. Uh-huh. <laughs> and they Not had a joke. Makeup. The literal they 200 a, yes, and something. Yeah. Yes. Um, and they had to make up callings. And mine, mine, I don't think was one of the made up ones, but it was one of the, uh, just do that, I guess. She she talks <laughs> to people. Go stand there. It was a, it was a ward. It was a greeter. I would go uh, 40 minutes early and I'd stand at the doorway and I just... I want everyone to know that they are seen and I want everyone to know that they're cared about. And so when people come in, I'd make up songs as I would sing there. I would make up songs as they're walking in and I loved hugging people. And I, my favorite thing in, in life, top of the chart, favorite thing is to compliment people like strangers, compliment strangers. If, if, if I were to see you right now in person, I would start off with a compliment. I don't know how to not, it's just so. And so I think, that that was important. I really like doing that to to be complimented and sing too as they came to church, especially if they're going to sit alone. Like that's what I want to be. I wanted to. I want to do that. But I would do it in costume. Absolutely, yeah. I would. I would do it in costume. I don't care. I don't get embarrassed. Which so biblical character is Al this week at church as she greets everyone into the uh, no? Nope, I'm the banana. <laughs> I'll be the inappropriate one, the inappropriate, irrelevant one. Leave it to me because I don't get embarrassed. If if it makes you smile, like that's what I'm going to do. It. If it'll make you smile and laugh, I'm doing it. I don't care. I don't care. I'll do it all day. I don't care. I don't care. I don't even give a care. Uh, The final question that we ask everyone, uh, we ask you to interpret it however you may, but the question remains, what is your favorite part of your faith? Oh, I don't know. I might as well write a few books on that answer. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll ask you why you're crying about them. If you like them so much, why don't you cry about it? Um, uh, You know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's mine. This is something that I actively chose i spent 21 years doing so many different things and this is what i chose for myself that's actually another long answer i can give i get asked all the time well do you ever think about leaving and i'm like well you know what i put in 21 years of contrast and this is what i chose for myself among everything that i have found and even lived for a while and so I like my faith because it is mine, because it is tangible, because it is real. It is something that I can grab and it's something that I invested my whole soul in. And it does, it just illuminates me and it illuminates um, purpose and, and passion. And it absolutely makes me feel filled. And that is why I pursue it, not for other people, not for notoriety it's because i just feel filled and why wouldn't i do the things that make me feel filled well al you know that we hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body that if you are not (laughs) healthy enough to listen this week that you will be healthy enough to listen next week (laughs) and that when the time comes you will be able to travel home in safety we're also super thankful for the moisture which we've received I'm going to add that something about the moisture. I haven't quite perfected that, but the, uh, the moisture. Richie be, loves moisture. Yeah, gotta Richie, be you in look there. good, I'm, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. You do. You look good. Thank you. You, you, you can't see my empty soul, but the outside looks fantastic. Look good. You know thank what? You, thank you. And thank a passerby. That's all that matters. <laughs> You'd sing me a soul. song. You'd sing me a song in a costume. That's all that you matters need to me, me. Yeah, if you need a little pick-me-up, I will come as a cake in a heartbeat. Some Something that strikes me as I let you go, I don't think we've ever met in person, have we? No. No, and I do consider you like a legit friend. And we've yeah, never met same person. here. In fact, in a world where I don't have many friends, 
I would consider you one of my better friends. Yeah. And we still have never met in person. Yeah. But you want to know why? It's because like, no matter what happens, like we still just like each other. Yeah. Like how many, how many times have I just like been, oh my gosh, people come after me so hardcore, but you know what? You've always just been like, I like her and I, and I like you. Yeah. And you know what? My mom loves you. My mom. It's the moms. I'm telling you. I know. Moms love me. Yeah. She, she loves you. She, were you talking to your friend, Al? I'd love to meet her. I know, mom. I know. I know. I know you, you can will. come on tour with me. Yeah. You can Wait. spend two weeks on a bus with me. Oh my gosh. You can, you can come on tour with me. Where, what is, what is this? I what do tours. Uh, like church history tours or like, Oh yeah. We're going to the yes. Hershey, P- Pennsylvania factory. Like what kind of. <laughs> it's going down to Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I do church history tours. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can spend two weeks with me on a bus full time and I will entertain you every waking second the entire time and i will teach you about yeah church history that's something doctrine and covenants is something that i find super interesting in people sometimes don't like it or you do like it and i'm one of the people that regardless of the history like i just i love it i well i i find it fascinating i invest in it or yeah so i do i do those as the extroverted introvert how long do you have to sleep after one of those tours to feel recharged that seems um, like that would be like you know, and you're on and you're on again and you're on again and then you get down you get done you come home to your husband and you're like if i never see anyone ever yes. again yes that's me yeah. Yeah. yeah so i'm a morning person yeah i'm very much a morning person so get on the bus and i am like i yeah. am ready for you but let me tell you that that energy depletes as the day goes on (laughs) so i mean they know that it almost became like a inside joke that comes six o'clock like i'm slowly on the decline (laughs) but like they even enjoyed that part of me like i'm just i'm a hoot so yeah yeah it's fun i like it but yeah but i mean i get a hotel room by myself so i'm able to just like shut off completely and recharge but Okay. Come All sunrise. Right, I am alive and well. All right. All right. I'll come on a hit church history tour. You sold oh me. Oh my gosh. Let's go on tour. Let's do a cruise together. Seven hours at sea. Me and you, baby. Yeah. I, I would love that because I'd wake up and go, where are we? And yes. why is Al crying right now? And everyone would be Stop. like, I love no! this game. <laughs> you we will see that. Wow. No, that is such a misconception, Richie. I am so excited to shatter all of these expectations. Where is you're going to be like, wow, L is heartless. Just (laughs) (laughs) well, uh, we digress. Have a great day. I know. I know. Get out of here. Step two, three, four, and turn two, three, four, and hips two, three, four. You got this. Yes, dance. Fifth position. Okay. Third position. All right. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you again some other random time when I say, hey, let's chat. I hope everything's well for you. Okay. Bye. Bye. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body, that if you're not healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next (laughs) week, and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat.